The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel H and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, Channel 14 on Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, since wherever you are and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. This morning, the church choir will open our telecast with an inspiring song titled, 
Yes, Lord Jesus, sending a message of humility and appreciation to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for all that He has done, showing Him that we're willing to do what He asks us in this life as we walk with Him and talk with Him each and every moment. We will never be able to repay our Lord for our salvation. We know that all that, all that we have and obtain is through Him. Edith Matsuki will be playing the piano and Pohaka Carter will be playing the organ. The church band, under the direction of yours truly, will now play a rhythmic rendition of the song titled The Great Physician.
Our solace for today will be Associate Pastor Marvin Abing with a wonderful rendition of Now I Belong to Jesus. When Jesus called to us and we came to Him, it was the beginning of a better life here and that to come. What a wonderful feeling to know that He will be with us to the very end as long as we stand with Him, rooted and grounded in His Word. Marvin will be accompanied by Evan Spoke Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, Iris Locke on the drums, and myself on the piano. Jesus, my Lord I 
And now we call upon our church choir once again to sing their final song for today entitled, Jesus is all the world to me. This song reminds us that he'll always be there for us if we choose to go to him in time of need or call upon his name Jesus in time of danger. It becomes a beautiful life when we remember to take him with us as we journey through this land. We invite you TV viewers to please sing along with the choir in fellowship as you see the words on your television screen.
Coming up next will be the flute section of our church band under the direction of Sally Spodkaff to play that inspiring and stirring rendition of It's Time to Pray. At this time, we call upon our vocal group, the Jubilees, as they sing together in harmony to this melodious song, Heaven for Me. We look forward to that great day of being with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We stand upon His promise given to those obedient to His call and standing with Jesus to the very end. Praise the Lord for His tender love and mercies as He hears and answers our prayers. It is with great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Associate Pastor and Mrs. Timothy and Emilia Hahn Sr., your faithfulness in the Lord's work 
and hard work will definitely be rewarded in this life and that to come. God bless you, Timothy and Emilia, and may Jesus continue to strengthen you daily as you strive to do his blessed will. Social Spanish for the Jandok. And I would like to repeat our television time station and locations and I kindly ask for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. The DSTLCast cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSG channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 
in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZGO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ TV, channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, Las of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in Homestead, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. In our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule observed by neighborhood branch churches as services are all conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanakaka Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter Aitin Law in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Kiwara Sano Sr. in Kolo, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Flair in Bologo, Pikawayan, and Pastor Vesper Flair in Presos, Kutabata, Mindao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to volunteer to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Ann Jr., who will bring forward a Spirit-directed and Spirit-defined sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Jose. We all need comfort, strength, guidance, wisdom, and solutions to the many and unending problems we encounter in our daily lives. What better way to address our human perplexities than by seeking and turning to Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to fulfill those needs? I thank you for joining us in today's telecast, and I sincerely pray the Lord will touch your hearts and the sermon I have ready for this telecast and entitled, I Know the Messiah Cometh, will be that important step in the right direction which you seek. Nearly 750 years before the birth of the Savior, a remarkable prophecy was given concerning the birth of the Messiah. Not only did the Bible accurately foretell the time and condition of his lowly birth in a lonely manger, they foretold his character as well. Listen to Isaiah 9:6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Turn back the pages of time, 1900 years, and look at this wonderful man as he walked upon this earth. We find this wonderful man sitting alone on an ancient well. The day was hot and humid, and Jesus was weary from his journey. At the time, a poor woman of Samaria came to draw water. Little did she realize that there, sitting before her, was one who could give her a special kind of water and make known unto her that although she was living a degraded life, she could receive this special gift, which would lead her towards eternal life. However, she would have to repent of her sins, for she was living in adultery. Let us read of the encounter between Jesus and the woman in John 4, 14 and 15. 
But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. Then Jesus revealed himself unto her. She left her water pot and ran into the city and said, Come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Read on in the 25th and 26th verses in which the woman said unto him, I know the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. She discovered that he was the Messiah and found him to be a wonderful man. Listen to Acts 10, 35. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Now we come to the grave of a young man. He had been dead four days. His sisters and friends mourned for him. Jesus explained to them that Lazarus was only asleep. His disciples said, Lord, if he sleepeth, he shall do well. Jesus said unto them, Lazarus is dead. We read in John 11, 21 to 25, 27, 35, and the 43rd verses. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at that last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Jesus wept. Then after looking up to heaven in prayer, and when he had thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, who was dead, came forth. Lazarus, no doubt, found Jesus to be a wonderful man. In the 26th verse, you read of Jesus who told them, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Down through the centuries, men and women found this man to be wonderful, as prophesied by Isaiah. It is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. Glory to his name. He pardoned our transgressions. He makes us white as snow. He sanctifies our soul by his blood. We are made whole. He brings us through affliction. He is with us in temptation. He prospers and protects us. His blessings ever flow. There's not a single blessing which we receive on earth that does not come from heaven, the source of our new birth. Jesus Christ, the second Adam, was born to give a second birth, a spiritual one. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause his own conception and physical birth. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. Apart from this spiritual rebirth, man remains outside God's family. This Messiah, or the anointed, has been the subject of conversation for almost 2,000 years. The questions are, who is the Messiah? How can I know the Messiah? And when will the Messiah come? There are many prophecies in the Bible which tell the coming of God's anointed one and the clues or signs which will positively identify him. One such clue is he will be born in Bethlehem. 
He was foretold by the prophet Micah, as we read in Micah 5, 2, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. When the wise men from the east came to Herod, seeking the birthplace of the Messiah, who was the Lord Jesus Christ, the scribes pointed to this verse as being a prophecy that it would be in Bethlehem. Though they knew the prophecy, they did not give their hearts to the one of whom the prophet spoke. There were two Bethlehems, one in Judah and the other in Zebulon. The Spirit of God through the prophet, 70 years before the birth of Jesus, revealed the exact one in which he would be born to make sure there would be no misunderstanding, both Hebrew and the Aramaic names were given Bethlehem and Ephrata, both which mean house of bread. Both the deity and humanity of Christ are clearly set and found in this verse. As man, he was born as a baby in Bethlehem. As God, he was from of old, from everlasting. You ask, where was the son all this time? We read in John 1:18. No man had seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. Isaiah tells us that the Savior was to be born of a virgin. The Hebrew word translated virgin occurs many times in the Old Testament and means an unmarried woman, chaste, pure, and untouched. Therefore, Isaiah's prophecy of the virgin birth of the Messiah was literally fulfilled when Christ was born. We read in Isaiah 7, 14 to 15, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. The word Emmanuel means God with us. When Jesus was born, God became flesh and dwelt among us. Not only did Isaiah predict the virgin birth of Christ, but he proclaimed the deity of Christ as well in this wonderful scripture. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 3:16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Another question is, when will the person fulfilling this description come? Actually, the Messiah has already come. Almost 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born in a manger at Bethlehem. His mother was the Virgin Mary. He was of the seed of Abraham. He was of the tribe of Judah. He was of the house of David and performed many wonder-working miracles. The blind received their sight. The lame walked. The lepers were cleansed. The deaf heard. The dead were raised to life, and the gospel of the kingdom of God was preached to the poor. He not only claimed to be God, but proved himself to be God by his words and by his works. Who is the Messiah? The Messiah of Israel is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Israel expected him to come as a conquering militarist and in great splendor. Instead, he came in lowly grace. He was born in a manger because there was no room for him at the inn. And today, there is room in the hearts of people for Jesus. Through all time since his birth, 
He has been despised and rejected of men. He died on the cross of Calvary. TV viewers, for your sins, for my sins, and for the sins of the whole world. He made the perfect sacrifice once and for all. For without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sins. He is the true Passover lamb which taketh away the sin of the world. And the sin of the world today is unbelief in Christ Jesus. We read in John 69, Of sin because they believed not on me. The children of Israel could not enter into the promised land or enter into his rest because of unbelief. Jesus was buried, and on the third day, he arose triumphantly over death, hell, and the grave. After that, he was seen by many witnesses. For 40 days, the risen Lord had been instructing the apostles of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching them from the scriptures. We read in Luke 24, 47 to 48, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And he began with Peter's sermon in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Read in Acts 2.36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yes, it was clear that Jesus was the Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preached in power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they that heard were pricked in their hearts and asked men and brethren, what shall we do? And the same question should be in the hearts of people. What must I do to be saved? We read in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, the Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers who tarried in the upper room for 10 days, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, forming the first church of which Christ was and still is the head. Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time, 3,000 souls accepted the Lord and were baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. As we read in the 41st verse, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Praising God, they had all things common and were acceptable to all the people. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The word common is sometimes called first century communism. It is different from today's kind of communism. The early Christians were unselfish and reason what's mine is yours. Today's selfish communism claims what is yours is mine. Outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. We read Isaiah 43, 11, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. This verse confirms Acts 4, 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Today, there are many very noble and upright people who believe that their good lives will earn them a home in heaven, but that is not so. We read John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, 
he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And the seventh verse reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in unknown language. Thus we see by the scriptures that baptism is essential to salvation. We read in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Salvation does not consist in merely joining a church and striving to live up to Christian principles. What it does mean is living to please God, which means living a life, a life above sin. Paul tells us in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Today, this wonderful Messiah, the mighty God himself, offers not a literal, material kingdom, but a spiritual kingdom. During the time of Jesus, the kingdom was actually in the midst of the Pharisees, in the person of Jesus and his disciples. Jesus told the Pharisees that the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The Bible tells us, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. One day soon, Christ, the Messiah, will return to earth to set up his kingdom. Those who receive him now will reign and rule with him. Will you, television viewers, receive the Messiah, Christ the Lord, the Son of the living God, and crown him in your hearts as King of kings and Lord of lords? Soon we'll be celebrating his birthday. Let us remember that one of his names is wonderful. If you have never found forgiveness, peace, joy, and rest for your soul through Jesus, Will you now, not now, commit yourself to him? As the song goes, I was lost in sin, but Jesus rescued me. He's a wonderful savior to me. I was bound by fear, but Jesus set me free. He's a wonderful savior to me. Sweeter is his grace while pressing on my way. He's a wonderful savior to me. Yes, it is truly wonderful what the Lord has done. The greatest miracle one can receive today is salvation of one's soul. This is the number one priority in the gospel of the kingdom of God. Healing is secondary. There is no joy in heaven over one who receives the healing, but there is much joy in heaven when one sinner repents and is saved. Verses 99 just persons who need no repentance. Today is the day of salvation for all who will hear his voice. There are many great nights mentioned in the Bible, some of them laden with tragedy and others bring bright with hope. It was a great night when God sent down his death angel into Egypt. It was tragic for the Egyptians because the firstborn in every home died that night, but it meant salvation for the Israelites because they were safe behind the blood of the Lamb, which was without blemish. And it is the same salvation which we enjoy in Christ Jesus. It was a great night when Jacob slept beneath the stars and dreamed of a ladder reaching up into heaven with angels ascending and descending the ladder. But the greatest and grandest night of all time was that night when Jesus was born. He was born to be our Savior, 
born to die for our sins, born to save us, born that we might be reborn, and born to take us home to heaven someday. When the angels sang glory to God in the highest, the Son of Man came into the world. What a night it was. It was a night which has meant more than any other night. When was Jesus born? We find that answer to that question in Galatians 4.4. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Why didn't he come 100 years before or 100 years after? It was because God has a program for the world. He is always on time. He sent his son when it was the best time for him to come. Let us look at God's promises concerning the Savior. The whole situation started in the Garden of Eden. Man fell into sin and as a result brought the whole human race tumbling down into utter ruin. Because the serpent had been used by the devil to tempt man, God pronounced a curse upon the serpent. God said the seed of a woman would bruise the head of the serpent. In other words, Jesus would someday crush Satan. In the manger was the baby Jesus, the seed of the woman. Man had nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. We read Jeremiah 31, 22. How long wilt thou go about, O thou backsliding daughter? For the Lord hath created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall compass a man. In other words, a woman would bypass a man and would bring forth a child, being not of human parentage. This was truly a miracle indeed. When Father Abraham came, God told him that through his descendants, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Jesus was the one destined to bless all nations. And true to this promise, history shows that he has done so. And we, who are of the faith, are the children of Abraham. Thus, we are spiritual Israelites. The Jews made their contribution to the fullness of time. They were covenant people. God had committed his oracles to them. Every tabernacle and temple sacrifice pointed to the ultimate sacrifice, which was to be Christ upon the cross. The Jews stood for monotheism. There was only one God whose glory filled all the earth. This was the great contribution that made to the world. This was the great truth which would sound out that men should worship God in spirit and in truth and in him only. The Greeks made their contribution to this fullness of time. Alexander the Great had conquered the known world. He had spread the Greek language near and far. The time was at hand for Jesus to send his preachers out to every nation and preach the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God in a language which all men would understand. Jesus instructed his apostles to make disciples out of men, not denominations. We all know that today throughout the world, language creates a barrier. But at that time, the Greeks had removed the barrier. The Romans also made a contribution to this fullness of time. They had crushed the roaring nations of the earth and peace reigned. It was a good time for the missionaries to go forth to preach Jesus and his perfect sacrifice. In addition, the Romans had built magnificent highways, making the journeys of the missionaries more bearable. And so it was a wonderful time for the Savior to come and bring his deep, settled peace, which the world could not give. It is true that this earth is but a tiny speck among the planets and suns of the universe, but in God's sight, our world is different. He has put a race of people upon this earth. The planet Earth is the only planet able to sustain human life. We read Isaiah 40, 22. It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretch out the heavens as a curtain, 
and spreading them out as they tend to dwell in. Thus, from this verse, we find that the earth is not flat, but a sphere of globe. Therefore, we who have been born again know who the Messiah is. The Messiah was to come from the tribe of Judah. Jesus did. The Messiah was to be the descendant of David. Jesus was. The Messiah was to be the Son of God. Jesus was and still is. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review our telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.